if you think you're not afraid of the dark. If you think you have a strong stomach. If you feel nothing can shock you. If you believe you've seen everything. If you say you don't stare easily, what are they? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what up, y'all? Mike Rips, the Ranchless, transmitting from the loft in Brooklyn, as we always do about this time. I'm in the regular time slot. I don't know what happened last week, if I if the show got posted or not. If it didn't, it's my fault, because I never ended up sending Keenan the description, and he was out in vacationing in New Hampshire. So, I don't know if that made it to him. And if uh, if it didn't, then you guys will get two shows in one week. For anybody paying attention out there. But if you're not, please subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Both might well, this is the ranch list. The YouTube channel is Mike Rips. But if you look up Mike Rips, this will come up on Google and anywhere else. Check out Mint Condition Special Edition. Check out Sludge City, Skull Duggers, all that shit. At Mike Rips on all social media platforms. But how y'all doing? How you been? What's been going on with y'all? I hope you're enjoying your week. Over here in the tri-state area, it's finally changed. The weather is now, today really feels like fall. Like, the highest it got, I think, was 72 today. Maybe 80 when it was, like, I got out early today. I got out, like, 1.30. So, I mean, I was, sometimes I'll stay at work or I'll be, like, hoping they'd give me something else to do or they'll give me some bullshit work to do. But it was so fucking nice today. I was like, fuck it. Even though I ended up just chilling at my house. No big deal. I'm going to go after this and uh, grab a drink at a bar that's got, like, a patio-type thing. So I can at least enjoy dusk in the fall, because it's officially fall after last weekend. A Sunday was the first full day of fall. Which last weekend was a fucking blur, as they usually are. Not really, just Saturday night was... Uh, well, actually, it was interesting, because Friday night, I'm working on this like uh, new writing thing, which will be... When, it come, when this drops, it's going to be posted somewhere. Like I don't even know. But wherever it drops, I'll... I will let you guys know if you can check it out, but I did a few uh, while of working on that, and then I was kind of sparked up and hyped, and sometimes when I, I'm not going to actually sit down and write, like, actual stuff on the word processor, stuff that's actually going to be a script or be a something... I like to go out in public, whether it's like a coffee shop or a library or a bar even. If I'm just writing notes, I prefer a bar, which is what I was doing that night. So I went out on Friday night to the local fucking watering hole down the street, Sweet Science. I've mentioned it many times on here. And I see this bartender. He's cool as fuck. I saw him a few times ago. And he was, I think, he must have been wasted or something. He kept fucking force-feeding me shots. So I ended up getting, like, a little nice on Friday evening. And then... On uh, Saturday, we went out to uh, Connecticut because it was my father-in-law's birthday and my new 
to be sister-in-laws. Congratulations to Veronica and Twang. It's uh, it was their like you know not necessarily an engagement party. It was her birthday too, and my lovely wife Brenda's dad's birthday. So we were out there hanging out, and it was a shit show. Shout out to Rich; he came through, and everybody was getting bombed, and it just devolved into getting wasted at Bradford's and Stanford. I fucking spent like twenty dollars in the jukebox. Of course, I blacked out. Didn't black out fully, but I mean, I just, you know, it, it was definitely a fun time, but it was definitely a shit show to the point where I usually I have a drink or two on Sunday just to ease the mood going back into the week, especially during football season. I didn't even do that this week. And we went out to dinner with Amelia's cousin, Amelia's cousin, Brenda's cousin, Amelia and her friends. We went out to dinner with them. And I didn't even drink at the fucking restaurant. I just had dinner and drank water. I was like, I'm good. But of course, I'm back on the wagon now, y'all. Makers and PBR. Fucking PBR tastes flat. Shit. How's that possible when it's canned beer? Or maybe I've been drinking some other kind of beer or something because this shit tastes horrible right now. But I'm going to drink it anyway. So since last time I talked to y'all, all that went on, which was not a big deal. It's a fucking day in the life, usual weekend. But uh, one thing that dropped online that a lot of people in the comic book world and beyond were talking about was this new Joker origin movie where Joaquin Phoenix is playing the Joker. The makeup came out, and it, I don't know, it got mixed reviews from what I could tell online, but it seems like a lot of people that know what's up liked it, and a lot of people that are just going off the movies and shit like that, they didn't like it or thought it looked corny or whatever, but... There's a few things about the movie that I'm interested in and a little scared about. For one thing, I forgot it said his name is something like, uh, what was it, Arthur something, Arthur something, Arthur Dent. It's not Arthur Dent because Harvey Dent is Two-Face. But for originally when the Joker came out back in the day in the old Batman comic books, he had no origin, okay? And besides that, he uh, they later on when it went to the Dark Knight shit, I don't even remember. I've read all those the old Frank Miller shits that inspired everything we know about Batman now. After what the <clears throat> total regular idea of Batman all stemmed from the fucking Adam West TV show. Even in the comic books in the 70s and all that shit. Miller brought it back in the 80s. But now, my point is this. That, uh... After that, when it was the Tim Burton movie, they had it be Jack Napier. They had that whole mythology of it. Like, they did that in the comics even for a while. I have a whole long book of the Joker and all his appearances. And then I guess maybe I didn't, I am not aware of this. Maybe it's newer, but my uncle, shout out to my uncle Matt, who always puts me on. I asked him what this is going to be about because I saw the name and it wasn't Jack Napier. And they didn't say it's going to be like kind of a nameless origin. It's a dude. From what my uncle explained to me, he was doing, he was working with a job and a wife, and he was doing, trying to do stand up, but he was shitty and horrible. And then he, you know, rejects it. Everyone rejects him, and he rejects them and becomes the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is playing him after what have we had? We had Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, rest in peace, uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> I mean, you should say rest in peace to that performance. Fucking, and uh, now Joaquin Phoenix. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I liked Jack Nicholson doing it the most. A lot of people will say he's Ledger. And I do love the Dark Knight movie, and I don't know why people say it's overrated. I was seeing a lot of people on fucking Twitter saying that recently. I disagree. I think it's a very... Uh, it translates well to just regular fans rather than just being a comic book movie. And I know that's cliche to say about it, and everyone said it, but it's fucking true. 
One more thing about this movie that is interesting to me is that fucking Todd Phillips is directing it. Now, I love Todd Phillips as a director for The Hangover, which I watched in its entirety. Maybe I mentioned this on here. I watched it in its entirety, like... Mm, two or three weeks ago. It's so fucking hilarious. I hadn't seen it in years, and I was, me and Brenda were rolling off that shit. But I did The Hangover old school. I like that more than The Hangover, but now I'm questioning a little bit because I just watched uh, The Hangover. Also, Euro, not Euro Trip, Road Trip. For, that was like his first big movie. He also did a Gigi Allen documentary that I watched. That was his first like feature, and that was very good too. If you're not familiar with Gigi Allen, please go do some research because that's the craziest human being ever in rock and roll. That's all I got to say about that. What else happened in the Bat-O-verse, Bat-Universe was, <laughs> this was all over the news on Friday too, where the Bat-O-Wang controversy where it was online, the fucking Batman's dick in a panel in one of the, uh, it's a new comic. I was interested in this comic to begin with because Brian Azzarello from 99 Bullet or 100 Bullets, my bad, 100 Bullets fame, well, that was his original shit on Vertigo, uh, and he did Wonder Woman, he's done a million, I think he's done Superman, he's done a million DC, I think he's done Marvel too, but 100 Bullets is how I got I started fucking with Brian Azzarello. But he wrote this, and it's a darker version, I think it's called, what is it called, Batman Redemption or some shit? I can't, damned, Batman damned, yep. And, again, shout out to my Uncle Matt, he told me it's like more like a square book, it doesn't even have the regular dimensions of a comic book. But uh, I wanted to get it because um, Azarello wrote it. And then this whole thing popped off with the dick in the comic book. And uh, by the way, I'm looking at it right now, which is interesting. It's erased now. I'm looking at the erased version. But they, uh, it only, I think it was 130,000 copies. <coughs> oh, there it is again. Hmm. Ha! There's only 130,000 copies, I believe, of the original shit. And those things are definitely going to be worth something someday because I guess DC reprinted it. The digital versions is gone and the new printed versions it's going to be gone. I guess they thought it was too gratuitous, which I thought it was supposed to be a more adult version of Batman. Now, with the whole thing about dicks and comic books, they've been in there forever. Just, uh, you know, Dr. Manhattan in uh, The Watchmen, of course, Alan Moore. There's, it's been endless, though. There's been many penises in comic books. I don't know if there was ever Batman's penis or such a mainstream character where they had it. Again, in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, 1969, in the beginning of it, there's a, a it's like a gay love scene and a dude's blowing another dude, you know? This is not new to comic books, in my opinion. Uh, <clears throat> you know what else is new to me, though, was uh, I saw this week, because it's UN week in fucking New York City on the east side where the UN is. It's the most annoying week of the year usually for any driver in New York City. Luckily, I've been able to avoid it pretty much this week so far. But I drove by it on Monday and it was fucking crazy. The newest thing I saw, which I did find fascinating, was I saw a huge crew of... It was Muslim people. I'm assuming they're Persian. Because they were all had these signs protesting Iran, and it said, get Rouhani, ban Rouhani, get him out of here, shit like that. Which I found uh, intriguing. Because everyone's so quick, or not everyone, but a lot of people, maybe on the left, I believe, because the right... I, now, I kind of supported... <clears throat> 
I don't want to say kind of. I supported the Iran deal over going war, over going to war with them at any moment. I think it's a nightmare disaster to try and go to war with them. I think it's a nightmare disaster to do any kind of war, but that one could be really bad and it could go on forever. And a lot of innocent people will die. So I would rather do whatever shitty, stupid deal Obama did with them. But to say that that regime is not a bunch of fucking scumbags, you're out of your goddamn mind. Do you not see there's like people protesting it in the country? They're here on 2nd Avenue. I drove right by it. It was a whole bunch. It was at least, I don't know, almost 100 people probably. All Muslim people. All the ladies had on the whole, you know, the the, uh, hijab and everything, whatever, niqab, all that. All with signs down with Rouhani. So, I mean, if that's not enough to get people to be like, yo, shit's fucked. I don't know, but that's not good if your own people are protesting you that hard. Especially in a country like that where the regime is that oppressive. That's got to mean something, guys. But whatever. I I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. One thing that was funny, though, at that UN bullshit was when Trump gave his speech and he went up there and he said some dumb shit. I can't remember what it was, but the crowd laughed at him and then he joked back with them and they laughed more. So that was kind of interesting because it's like, is he having a moment where people are, I don't know, warming up to him? Who knows? It's just insane at this point what's going on. I know he wants to bulldoze the UN and turn it into some kind of Trump Tower real estate, but, you know, that's what he's known for. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen here. It's just more ranting and raving. Thank God it's only one more day. I'll tell you this about that fucking UN shit, though. If you've never, if you don't want to start talking about the excesses of government bloat, oh my fucking God, drive by there during this time of week. I can't even drive by it. I don't remember if they did this in previous years, but I think they did. I just think I wasn't as plugged in. Where? A commercial vehicle can't drive past between 34th and 50th on 1st Avenue right now, so... Everything's jammed up. And I do have to work a little bit somewhat near there tomorrow, so we'll see what happens. It's Friday, though, in the city, and especially now in 2018 where more than half of the people that would be commuting into their office just work from home on a Friday. It's light. The traffic's usually fucking light. You know what's not light is this fucking hearing going on right now, the Kavanaugh hearing. It's been in the news. Everyone knows what the fuck it is. And I've actually followed this to some extent, and I just think to completely smear somebody, like, I, I uh, let me first off by saying I definitely don't agree with any of Brett Kavanaugh's politics, for sure. He works for the Bush administration, he's definitely somewhat of a neocon war hawk in my estimation, but... If I'm being objective, like, this whole thing is... The circus is not a word. This is, like, the end of the circus when the fucking dude gets in the cannon and explodes out of it. By the way, there's no more circus in this country, at least. So, the only circus is this shit, is watching this Kavanaugh hearing. The lady goes up, and she seemed credible. I gotta be honest, I just thought it looked really bad for the Republicans at that point. And then this guy went up there and it got really serious and it was, you could hear a needle drop in there. Same thing as her, though. It's just totally, he said, she said shit. And it's just, it's weird because it's like, okay, so one of you is lying by definition. Because you're both saying two different things about the same place or same time. And it's funny because they keep cross-examining him. That's not even what they're doing because it's a hearing. And saying, asking him questions about other shit, not the specific incident where he's saying he wasn't there, he wasn't even drinking, he never had pussy till way later in his life. I don't fucking know. But it is crazy, and the precedent it's setting is wild because now anyone, he said one thing, 
that I do agree with. He was like, this is going to make anyone who's somewhat honest or anything not want to get involved in this bullshit, which is what's going to happen, which is one thing that I've said on this podcast repeatedly. I like how ridiculous Trump makes the government look because it is ridiculous. It's a bloated, stupid thing. And I would consider myself by definition just a liberal. I'm down for a good amount of regulation and government programs. But right now, the way things are, and this is the left and right, because the right is the same way. They they just want to keep adding on spending and doing stupid shit over and over again, dumb, useless programs, and endless amounts of worthless employees. So... I would vote as far almost radical libertarian at this point just to try and clean it up. And then after there, we can start talking about regulation and everything again. Environmental regulation, I fully believe in. And I would like to push into doing a lot more electric cars because I think it is affecting the climate. All the scientific studies say it is. We don't know to what extent and we don't know how much we need to scale back. But in that case, I'd like to be precautionary and say let's scale back on as much as possible. That's why I try to always turn the light out. I used to always leave TVs on and leave on. You know, I, I try to be as minimalist as I possibly can at this point. But the whole thing, this Kavanaugh shit, the arguing back and forth, then the whole thing, them, you heard that? Them all yucking it up, laughing and shit like that. Everyone that's all smiles and jokes. Then he was all serious because, you know, they're destroying his name and shit. But is this really the world of accusation and the public, whatever they say, the court of public opinion dictates things, not the court of law? And I'm with a lot of these Howard Zinn arguments that, you know, it's always favored the ruling class and it's always favored, you know, and it's fucked up a lot of broke people or, you know, uh, minorities or they've oppressed. uh, That's true. Uh, Almost all of it's true. The people I always say this about the people, the people's version of the United States or whatever it's called, Howard Zinn's famous book. Everything in there is true, but he's giving you every bad and negative part and evil part of the U.S. without bringing up any of the good shit that I can't agree with nobody's perfect we, we I don't even necessarily fully agree with the idea of democracy it doesn't really work I don't think unless you unless you're it's weird because democracy could work perfectly if the government forced everyone to stay up on every issue and everything going on but that's totalitarian authoritarianism so fuck what are we gonna do we're already in 1984 you know what it is? It's not 1984 for the Mets. I think they were bad that year, but of course, two years later, they won the fucking World Series against the Boston Red Sox. But they do have David Wright, and uh, his last game is in two days. It's Saturday. I will definitely be tuned in. And last night, one thing that was cool was the DeGrom, I think was it's for he finishes the year with the stellar 1.70 ERA. Yeah, he's going to win the Cy Young, I think. He should. If not, there's some form of favoritism going on. But regardless... I'll be plugged in for that fucking uh, David Wright, the wrap-up of his career. And it's sad to see him go. And at least he did play in that one World Series, that 2015. It's definitely a moral victory, but fuck it. They, at least he got there that one year. They could have won if Harvey didn't fuck it up and fucking Terry and all that bullshit. But we won't go there. The other team in the town, Yankees, I think they solidified their... Uh, the wild card game, and it's going to be Oakland going there. And Oakland's got a deeper uh, bullpen which usually works good in these fucking wild card games. So Yankees got to worry. What's his name? Sanchez has been dog shit. 
finally I'm starting to get excited about this MLB shit because now it's finally the playoffs. It's like that the MLB is too long and it's in the doldrums. That I do think they could update to some extent. 162 games and it is. It's fucking awesome if your team is in it and they're winning and it's to this point you're still fucking with them like the Mets were, what is it, three years ago now? Or even the year after that too because they were in the wild card. You know, but other than that, that the wild card year was actually more fun because you didn't know if they were going to be in it and you know they bounced back and all that shit. But also last weekend we saw an interesting fight on the uh, zone D A Z. I kept calling it Dazin. I think everybody was. What's it called? It was Eddie Hearn's new streaming service for boxing or European sports. I don't even know. But I got the free trial going right now. So unless I want to start paying nine ninety nine a month, I had to cancel it by October. 21st. Um, I watched his Joshua and Pavekin fight in real time. And it was interesting. I watched some of the other fights. David Price, what did he fuck his arm up? Then he and he got fucked up in four rounds. Garbage. Um what was his name? Luke Campbell. He did good. But that I, like the announcers, maybe I'm I'm fucking retarded. I don't know. Maybe he, he did just dominate, but I thought the other dude did better than what the announcers were saying. And who was it on? I, got, I don't even know if it was the same in the UK, but it was Sergio Moro, Sugar Ray Leonard, and Brian Kenny. That fucking twat. It's so funny. Twang is always spending all his time trolling on fucking Twitter. He's fought with Brian Kenny before, but I have love for Brian Kenny because he's a baseball and boxing dude. So anyway. This fight was interesting because in the beginning, uh, Pavekin, when Joshua was fighting on the inside, Pavekin had the advantage, from what I could tell, and he gave him a few good uppercuts, and uh, Joshua's nose was bloodied by, what was it, the first or second round? But I believe Joshua had this idea, and then on the, about the third round, he started backing up and fighting on the outside more, and then he was setting up that knockout, and uh, they should have stopped it after the first knockdown, and then they let Pavekin got up, but he was dazed, he was all fucked up. And they just let him go back in, and then he just, Joshua fucked him up. Uh, And Joshua, you got to give him props for this one. A lot of people criticize him, and I'm one of them. But to have been sloppy on the inside, and Povetkin was winning the early rounds, and made him his nose bleed, and he caught him many times. When Joshua fought on the inside, he was losing. Let me hit this Magers. But... I got to give him props for coming up with that game plan and executing it rather well. What was it, the fifth? And uh, now we're going to see. Oh, boy. Sorry, guys. I just noticed an article here for the Metro, which is a UK publication. It says John Jones wants to fight Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder in the octagon or in box. He's going to get his fucking head split open if he boxes them. Please, fans. Yeah, but... I don't know. Sorry, guys. I don't want to get sidetracked. I'm going to have to look into that on my own. But now, what's next for Joshua? Of course, everyone's talking about Wilder. But on that note, we have this fucking Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury fight now set for December 1st. And, uh, you know, of course, I'll be rooting for Deontay Wilder because it breaks down always to me as far as, you know, countries and shit. Unless it's like a, you know, if it's somewhat of a competition, I'm always going to root for the U.S. almost almost every time. And uh, 
but I I do fuck with Tyson Fury hard body. I do. If they weren't fighting, I'd root. If Fury fights anybody, I root for him. Besides, when it was Klitschko, the first time. I mean, I had heard of Tyson Fury and I had seen some of his shit, but I didn't think he was gonna. I thought it was gonna be one of those regular Klitschko fights. I knew he was a little more crafty than the others, and he is. And watching him, his footwork is. It's just, it's funny to see him box because he's so huge. He's 6'9", 300, and he boxes like he's fucking, he fights, he punches, he does his thing, the footwork. He does it like he's fucking, what is it? I don't know, 5'6", 140? That's what it looks like. But... I don't know how if he gets caught with one of those wilder rights, if he's going to be able to handle it. I don't think he's going to be able to. One other thing I talked about before I finished up with y'all last week, and it was that night, the Conor McGregor and Khabib um, press conference, which was hilarious. You little weasel! You little glass jaw rat! Oh, you take a shot with me. And I kind of didn't like that part where he was trying to force alcohol on Khabib because it was of like, I believe his religion, uh, he doesn't drink. He's like, I never drink. I knew he would do this. I come fight. Uh, and he made Dana White take the fucking uh, shot with him. And then Connor's like, imagine me with this man off of an entire bottle. Uh, but I'm excited for this. I'm not really a UFC guy. I watch all the big fights like this, and I'm definitely going to be watching this. I have to go to a wedding this evening for... Um, my cousin Caitlin and uh, her husband to be Chris. That's gonna be fun. But I know this thing's not gonna go on till fucking one in the morning East Coast time. So I'll be tuning into that. I don't know. I I was thinking could be, but again, see Conor McGregor's such a good fucking hype machine. I'm like maybe, maybe this motherfucker. Now I've done this once in the past when I did prior to the X Men, but I wanted to dabble into a little bit more of these cartoons that I was super into when I was young. So I wanted to do from the 1994 Spider-Man animated series, which if you're from my generation, a lot of us grew up on this one. We really liked it. But there was one thing in the first season that I really appreciated, which was the alien costume uh, little mini-series they did in the middle of the season. It's got part one, two, and three, which to my knowledge at that point, you know, let me just break down these cartoons real quick. In the 90s, Fox first, after the first Tim Burton Batman movie, they started doing the... I think it came out after the Danny DeVito, the Batman Returns shit. But they already planned it after the Tim, the first one with Nick, Jack Nicholson. And that is the Batman, the animated series, which I think stands up as far... If I had to name my top TV series of all time, that's way up there. Twilight Zone is probably my favorite. I'd have to break that into, like, dramatic hour-long versus half-hour shit. And then it's, like, you know, sitcom versus drama versus all that shit. Whatever. But the alien costume is where you see Venom animated for the first time. Definitely for the first time, actually. Because I remember when this was coming out, we were all hype and shit. And I know the way they told it on the cartoons different than the comic book version. The comic book version, I realized, wasn't there vampires involved and it was through Secret Wars? I, I vaguely remember it, but I don't feel like trying to dig and think about it. But in this version, it's, uh, what's his name? J. Jonah Jameson's son gets the fucking symbiote and the, off a rock, off an asteroid and the rocket crashes uh, the George Washington Bridge. Brock is already pissed off, gets some pictures. You know, Spider-Man, Peter Parker falls with the rocket and then the he thinks it's sludge from the Hudson River, but it's a symbiote suit, and then he has the black suit, and then that's when Peter and the fucking symbiote start losing their mind. Side note on this one, this is where, when he can just transform his costume like nothing, and Peter's like, oh, 
he says something, he's transforming, and he's like, Peter Parker. And then he's like, that guy from Aerosmith. I always remember that stood out to me because he specifically said Aerosmith, and I found out years down the road, it's because Joe Perry does the guitar riff on that original down, 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 down. that shit. It was Joe Perry who did it, probably because his kids like Spider-Man or whatever. But it's funny, these, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, I remember this came out in 94, X-Men came out the year before, I think, and we were all so hyped for this, because the Batman shit came out, then it was X-Men, then it was this, then a lot of other shit came out, eventually there was a Hulk cartoon on UPN, there was also a uh, Fantastic Four, an Iron Man cartoon that came out on WB, maybe, I don't remember. Also, a bunch of image shit came out. Like, not even the adult shit, like Spawn and the Max. Like, you had Savage Dragon on USA with the Mortal Kombat cartoon. You also had the Wildcats on CBS. They were trying to get in there. I did watch a... I think I brought this up. I might have brought all this up, but I'm revisiting it because we're talking about this Spider-Man Venom animated series shit. And I bring this up, of course, because Venom comes out, I think, in, like, next weekend. But I remember that... uh, Hold up. I remember that back then, we didn't have all this access to everything, and, like, these things coming out were a big deal. I was taping this whole shit by the time I... I taped all the Batmans. I was, like, 10 years old fucking with the VCR. But I guess, again, I'm a fucking weird dude, a weird kid from the beginning. But... One more thing I wanted to mention about the Spider-Man animated series in general, but more specifically this alien costume three-parter, is that this shit, which was kids, the writing is stronger in this than fucking Spider-Man Homecoming. It's just like, that shit was, like, again, I watched it recently and I liked it better than I did when I saw it in theater, but... The acting's better in that, because I like the Tom Holland Peter Parker, and I love the Keaton Vulture. But let me get to some other shit. Also, by the way, there's a bunch of fights this weekend. Victor Ortiz is fighting. I mean, the big motherfucker. Uh, Jorge Linares is fighting on Facebook, I think. A bunch of shit like that. But the album I wanted to talk to y'all about was an EP that dropped a few weeks ago. It's Conway the Machine. And I usually don't do this. Last week I did Rock's new shit, the Behold the Dark Horse. And now I'm doing the uh, Conway Everybody is Food, which I wanted to do a few weeks ago. It was a new mixtape that he dropped. And from what I believe, he only dropped physicals of this, which is why it took me a while to get to it. This thing's pretty fucking dope, I gotta be honest. And I love Supreme Blantel. And I don't even remember what Con- Conway's last release was that black tape shit, or there was something else. I don't even his solo, last solo shit. But this one's good, and it's it's a mixtape, but it's all original production. Derringer did every beat besides one with Pete Rock, one with Green Lantern, and one with Static, and all three of them kill it. And the features on it got uh, Busta Rhymes for a record called Lando Lakes that's floating around. It, it's kind of going viral. Um, Sky Zoo on a joint called Sky Joint, and Static Selected made that beat. And Elizai on a record, 2 on 2 with Derringer. And, uh, you know, this is true to form. Derringer's doing his thing. And it's so funny, some of the samples they use. There's one from Freddy. I think that's from Foxy Brown. He keeps saying, Freddy, he's selling drugs, blah, blah, blah. That's either from Coffee or Foxy Brown. Some of these old samples, it's like my brain hemorrhages because I, re- I recognize it, but I can't place it to what movie it was. But again... I'm 35, and I've been fucking with this shit since I was nine. Rap, movies, comics. If you go even back further, like six, four. But 
since I was trying to like fuck with it. Anyway, not, don't let me get too sidetracked here. My favorite record on here, there's one produced by Pete Rock called Piper, of course, in honor of Roddy Roddy Piper. Also, I think on the record before that, he uses the fucking Booker T sample, the fucking uh, Hollywood Hogan, the, the crazy shit. And uh, I remember back in the day, Mad Insanity, if anybody out there is a fan of Mars, who's definitely made a name for himself in the whole, you know, Juggalo scene, the whole horrorcore scene, he was the other part of this group, Mad Insanity, with J. Riz the Antichrist. And J. Riz the Antichrist used to have a song called The Antichrist, and they sampled that same shit at the beginning. It was kind of like an internet hit back in fucking 2001, 2002. But Mars made a name for himself. I don't know what happened to J. Riz. And I've looked that shit up. They had another record called Off My Rocker with Castro the Savage. That was real crazy. But I've looked these things up on YouTube and haven't found them since. But regardless... I bring up Conway also because Everybody Is Food is the mixtape. Like I said, it's got Busta, it's got fucking Sky Zoo, it's got Elizai, and besides Derringer doing every track, he's got Pete Rock, Green Lantern, and Static Selecta. So that's a pretty goddamn good lineup. Mixtape bangs, quick 30 minutes. From what I know, it's only physical. I listen to the thing on YouTube. I wish I could just, I wish the physical, you know what I'm saying? I worship this shit, but the physical for me, I'm not necessarily a collector of stuff anymore. I just kind of take it in, you know? I take a lot of things in. But the reason I bring up Conway is because he's doing a show this Saturday in uh, NYC. So any listeners that are in the tri-state area, which if any, if I have any, they probably are here. I don't know. Uh, hold on. Let me just see the venue real quick. Um, hold up, y'all. Bear with me. I'm about to dead it, but I just want to get this right. I might go to this. I don't know what's going to happen on Saturday, but I might be in the building. And it's cool because it's DJ Riz. I'm sorry. <laughs> DJ Skiz. And fucking, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Crime Apple's opening and Benny is opening. And it's DJ Riz. I'm trying to bring it up right now. They perform. This is the first time he's doing a show since the Webster Hall shit that I was at. And I talked to y'all about uh, AC3, what the fuck? Uh, hold on. Let me just see. Sorry, y'all. Where are we at? 33? All right, you can still fuck with me. Either way, just Google fucking uh, Conway NYC. I think it's Highline Ballroom or Bowery Ballroom, somewhere like that. Somewhere like that, he's performing this weekend in the city. So, fucking be on the lookout. Conway the Machine, Benny, uh, all that shit. Crime Apple, DJ Rit. Just well, look them up on any social media. Y'all know the shit. Anyway, on that note, I'm out, y'all. Peace. I love y'all.